Welcome. We are so glad you've joined us today. Are you ready for another Bayside Christian Church podcast? Let's get straight into it. I, um, I felt this morning that uh, the title of uh, my sermon today is Dig Your Own Well. And uh, I felt the Lord say to me, you're going to need a shovel. And I also feel this, there's a prophetic word that I want to bring this morning before I preach. It comes out of Isaiah 12 and verses 3 to 6 and it says, With joy we will draw water from the wells of that salvation. And in that day we will give praise to God, proclaim his name and make known among the nations what he has done. Proclaim his goodness and his mercy. We will sing to the Lord. We will sing about him and what the glorious things he has done. We will let it be known. We will shout and sing for joy because the Lord is among us. And I want to really encourage you that we need to dig deep in times like this. That we need to dig deep and we need to dig into God. And I want to encourage you this morning for, to dig from the well of salvation that God has given you. We have a very real enemy that wants to stop up that well, that wants to block it with muddy waters and with other distractions and other things. But I know that we can do this. We can do this, church. I want to encourage you that what God is doing through this time, this is a prophetic move upon our nation. And as we dig deep into God, we will find the waters of living water of life. Jesus said that when that the water that I give you will be spirit and will life and it will spring up within you a well gushing up from the Holy Spirit that will sustain you and refresh you. And I encourage you today to dig deep. Dig deep into God. Dig again the well of salvation that is over your life and over our community and over our family. Why don't we pray right now? And Father, I just thank you for the power of your word that we can We can dig the well of salvation and find the life stream of your Holy Spirit that gushes up within us and overflows in us with your life and your health and your strength. Not only for us, but for Harvey Bay. Not only for Harvey Bay, but for Queensland, over Australia and the world as it struggles this global pandemic. I pray God for our children that they will find, to be able to dig and find the well of salvation for them that will sustain them. And I pray for those that are struggling with anxiety right now, those that are sick. God, I pray that they too will dig and find this water, that they will come to the water and drink. and They will find you and know that you are with them. You are with them all the way through this. God, I pray that you will bless this word that I share this morning. Lord, I pray that your anointing will go out upon the words that I speak and touch every single man and woman and boy and girl that's listening to me today. God, let your blessing be over your word in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I just put that there. Yesterday... Many of you would have remembered and celebrated Anzac Day very differently this year. You may have put one of these little lights out on your footpath, on your letterbox or in the front of your house as a symbol of little poppies that we remember. We remember the sacrifice of previous generations of young men and women that gave their youth 
and many of them gave their lives um, to keep Australia free and for, uh, for the freedom of our nation. I also have my dad's medals here that he um, earned during the Second World War. And uh, I normally wear those in the Anzac Day March, but um, it's just good to, to remember, even in this different time, that um, we are proud of the heritage that they have left us, the incredible sacrifice they made, the characteristics that are so Aussie, that are so much a part of who we are today. We've had many defining moments as a nation that have shaped us during times of war and natural disasters. The beginning of this year, we saw these horrific fires that went through and straight away, our volunteers, our firemen and people, ordinary people throughout the towns around Australia um, rose up and just gave a hand. They served tirelessly. Um, many of our volunteers and fire service people worked round the clock in, um, in just in complete dedication in serving their community. We saw um, this acts of bravery and courage that uh, helped save many lives and properties. Um, and during this um, global pandemic, we've seen incredible acts of kindness and um, generosity, like with from our nurses and our doctors. Um, and they have helped save many lives in um, our leaders um, that have been working tirelessly to prevent the spread of this virus through our own nation. Our teachers are now being recognised as our local heroes as they take care of, they teach our children and take care of them during this uncertain time. And then just you and I, just people doing random acts of kindness, ordinary people, checking in on their neighbours, delivering care parcels um, for those that are shut in. There's a, um, a saying uh, was said that uh, if you're going to have a natural disaster, have it in Australia because everybody helps each other there. That's <laughs> so true. It's become very much a part. It comes from our Christian heritage. Greater love has no man than this, that he lays down his life for his friends. From Jesus' example, it comes all the way through us as a nation. And I just want to encourage you to dig deep into as we go further, as weeks pass into a month, as we into this pandemic, that you dig deep into that well of salvation, that you dig deep into these qualities that have marked us as a nation and that are setting us apart and teaching our children these characteristics, these godly characteristics. I encourage you to, uh, to teach them to your children. Another defining moment um, in, in our history was Gallipoli. As a young nation, Australian and New Zealand forces showed their courage and bravery that shaped the Aussie Anzac spirit that we see today. Kokoda Trail in the Second World War, where several hundred very young soldiers that had never seen battle before, they held the, the enemy line and pushed back the Japanese from invading Australia. Most of our troops were over in Europe and were, were coming back from conflicts um, many, many miles away. And these young men, the average age was 18. They were very young, but they held a line and they were prepared to fight, to defend, no matter what the cost. They would fight to the last man to defend Australia from invasion from the Japanese. There were many nurses also working in that area that served and gave their lives. 
the Battle of Long Ten um, during the Vietnam War is also where we saw the, this brave, courageous Aussie spirit. And today, our armed forces, the ones that are still wearing the slouch hat, we hold you in respect as you serve and the nations of around the world hold you also in respect for the kindness that you show. There's a scripture from Micah 6, 8 and it says, He has shown you, O man, what is good and what does the Lord require of you but to do justly, to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God. To do justly. Fair go, mate. This is a statement that sums up very much the Aussie digger and that, that spirit. To give someone a fair go is to take them at face value. It's um, to accept a person on their own merits and on their own abilities, not just because of their, the, the family they were born into or their, um, their social status in life. But to give someone a fair go is to continue to show kindness to another person from another nation, um, not distinguishing um, them because of, of their race, to be patient and to accept someone. I love seeing these qualities rise in up in our community. Um, and then to love mercy, to show this kindness in practical ways. Australians are, are practical people and we love to do this. Australians are always championing it and firmly believe in backing the underdog. This is a quality that goes back a long way. Our Aussies... Um, soldiers loved and respected, as I said, because of the compassion and kindness that they show. They go the extra mile in times of disaster. And to walk humbly with our God. What I really believe this morning, that, that God is wanting us as a nation to really humbly walk with him again, to pray. To pray for our people, to pray for our leaders, to pray for our economy. We're going to need a miracle to pull us out of what's, the, what's happening in our economy. It's frightening, but we know that God loves Australia and that he has a plan and a purpose for our lives. But we need to pray, people. We need to pray, folks. And we need to dig deep into God and to walk humbly with him as a nation. And we, uh, we also, that there's, there's a characteristic in Australia that we don't like to blow our own trumpet or to, to big note ourselves in some way. But to, this, that's, that's an endearing quality that was seen also in our light horsemen. That they, they didn't sort of make, my dad used to say, don't make a big song and dance about it. It was, it was always just, yeah, we did it. It was just our duty. But it was worth honouring and it's worth remembering. And as Christians, we carried those characteristics into and share those with our people around us. This um, feature that I said was in the Light Horseman. My grandfather was in the 42nd Light Horse Battalion. And, and this was an a very stressful time as a nation, but it was also a defining moment. The wells of Jerusalem were under threat, and they were the, the Turks and the Germans were threatening to blow them up. And this was the last remaining water in this area. And 800 of our light horsemen, rather young and cheeky and uh, full of bravery, they uh, mounted those horses and they took one of the largest 
uh, charges, light, um, light horse charges in history till uh, modern warfare took over very soon after. But they charged on Jerusalem and they set um, Jerusalem free from, uh, from hundreds of years of occupation by the Muslims at that time. These brave young men, uh, they galloped at full speed towards the trenches and they came, they didn't believe, that the enemy didn't believe that they would actually do it because they were waiting with, with machine guns. But they charged, they, they charged so fast. They, the joke was that the horses could smell the water and there was nothing they could do to stop them. And, uh, and before they knew it, they were over the trenches and they freed Jerusalem and saved the wells. It was also, um, you know, there was 800 of them, 32 were lost, a tragic loss. But incredible when you consider the odds that were against them at that time. Australia is a dry country and uh, we all understand the importance of water. And uh, water is our life source. Wherever we have water, we can sustain life. There's growth, there's crops can grow and, um, and people's lives can be established. The question I want to ask you today is where are you drawing your water? Where are you drawing your life source? Where, what is your well? Where's your well come from? As I read the, um, earlier, it's with joy that we draw water out of the well of salvation and we proclaim his goodness. We honour and bless his name and we, we prophetically claim it by faith that God is among us. And then we tell others, we sing about it, we shout about it, and we tell, tell of how good God is to those around us. But if we are drawing water from natural means, that only spiritual needs can be met through spiritual capacity. We need to draw from spiritual wells to sustain us spiritually. When we draw from our own natural strengths and abilities, we will come short. When we have a drawing from our, our financial resources and securities, we will be disappointed. When we draw from mixed streams, muddy streams that need filters, this will not sustain you, will not keep you strong spiritually. You will not have the life source that you need. It's only through the life, the joy that we draw from the day of salvation and the scripture says, and in that day, what day is they talking about? The day of disaster. In that day, the day when you are called on the most to, to draw strength, you need to be able to dig deep and you need to draw up that water of salvation that will sustain you, that will strengthen you, that will produce life in you, in your children and your family and our community. What I want to ask you, what's blocking? What's blocking your well? There'll be things that you can think of. Worry and anxiety can, can block that source from flowing. There are, there are many things that can block that well. Fear. God wants us to have faith. He wants us to dig deep and know that he is with us. He's among us, that we're not alone in this. I want to um, talk about a story of Isaac from Genesis 26. And uh, this, they were in a time of drought. And Isaac was told by the Lord to go to Egypt and to live there for a while. Abimelech was king of the Philistines. And this was an enemy country to Israel. 
Isaac planted crops and became a wealthy man because God's blessing was on him. And he redug the wells of his father Abraham. But the Philistines quickly blocked them up with dirt. They had already been blocked up with dirt. And he redug the well that his father found water. Now, he, he went ahead and um, dug several other wells. And each time the Philistines came and filled them up again. And there was trouble in the herdsmen started to, to argue with them and fights broke out. They said, go away from us. You've become too powerful. They were threatened and intimidated by the blessing of God that was on Isaac's life. Isaac went to Beersheba and there he met with God for himself and he received this encouraging word. He said, the Lord said, do not be afraid for I'm with you. I will bless you and increase the number of your descendants for the sake of my servant Abraham. Isaac built an altar there and called on the name of the Lord. He pitched his tent and there the servants dug a well. It was when Isaac built an altar and he worshipped and he dug, dug his own well that he found God for himself. And I encourage you, this is what we have to do. We have to dig. We can't rely on our parents' faith. We can't rely on the good lives of our grandparents. We have to dig our own well of salvation. And there comes a point in every boy, every girl's life, every one of us has to dig our own well of salvation. We have to come to God and we ask by faith for the forgiveness of our sins and that he will come into our hearts and our lives. And then we draw on that water that sustains us in that day, in a day like today where we need it the most. His sustaining water, his life will be yours and you will find him as you worship him. Isaac thought that he could draw water from the wells of his fathers, but he found new enemies. And it wasn't until he met God himself that the promise of God came to him and he dug his own well. He had to meet with God himself, just like you and I have to meet with God ourselves. We can't rely on the blessings of yesterday, even as good as they were. When we come out of this pandemic, things will be different. There will be change, but I think it'll be for the better. I actually believe that God is sifting and he's sorting and restarting us as a nation. And there's an opportunity for you and I to only pick up again what's absolutely life-giving for our lives. The source of life, we need to find what God wants for us, dig into his Holy Spirit, get that fresh water from that well of salvation to grow and to thrive in his presence. Jesus said in John 7, 37 and 38, I'll read it to you. When the most important day of the feast, on the last day, Jesus stood and shouted to the crowd, All you thirsty ones, come to me. Come to me and drink. Because in me, so that the rivers of living water will burst out from within you, flowing from your innermost being, just like the scripture says. 
Jesus was prophesying about the Holy Spirit that believers were being prepared to receive. But the Holy Spirit had not yet been poured out upon them because Jesus had not yet been revealed in all his splendor. And again in John 4.14, Jesus said, If anyone drinks the living water I give them, they will never thirst again and will, and will be forever satisfied. For when you drink the water I give you, it becomes a gushing fountain of the Holy Spirit, springing up and flooding you with endless life. Did you hear that? That's the promise of God for you today. That's the well that you drink from. Every time you worship, every time you pray, every time you say, God, I need you. He comes within you by his Holy Spirit and he springs up a flooding, a gushing flood. It says a fountain of life of the Holy Spirit that springs up again and again and again. It's not a one-time flood. <laughs> this is a lifestyle of refreshing. Did you hear me? It's, it's there. It's springing up again and again in that day when you need it the most, like today. I also hear the scripture saying, come, I felt the Holy Spirit say this morning, encourage the people, come to the waters and drink. Come to the waters and drink. Come and buy without money. Come and receive. Come and take what I am offering you freely. And we can, we can dig deep, we can find God. It takes a little tiny moment, a, just a prayer away and God is right there and he will answer you. He hears you this morning. We have a very real enemy who wants to block up the wells. He wants to stop you drinking from the living water that comes through salvation through Christ. But don't let him, don't let the distractions of this world block that flow take your time don't let those things rob you of drawing on that well don't settle for substitutes for cheap imitations only the spirit of life that comes through Christ Jesus will sustain you spiritually feed your spirit every day eat from the word of God take your nourishment through the scriptures and you will find that well of salvation there is a river that flows from the throne of God itself and everywhere it goes, Revelation says, it produces life to the nations. It spreads out life to the nations. And I'm prophesying that this morning, that this is the life-giving water that God is pouring out through you and I from our, to our families, out to our community, to across our nation and to the nations of the world. God loves us and he cares about what's happening in our world today. It brings life and health to everyone who drinks from it, the scripture says. This is for you and it's for me. I just encourage you as I, as I come to a close today, to come to those waters and drink. Come and take freely. Yes, we have to dig our own well. We can't rely on others. Pray for me. No, you pray. You ask God and he will hear your prayer. He will hear your cry and he will meet you in that day. You will find him. And if you are thirsty, Jesus said, come and drink. 
and freely the waters of living water of life from gushing up from within you by the Holy Spirit will be a spring that will sustain you over and over and over again. God bless you, folks. I want to pray for you. And let's just believe, God, that we can teach our children to dig their own well of salvation, to find God for themselves, that we can pray for our nation, that we can dig deep, that we can see our nation come to God through this difficult time. And that we can, as, as a globally, find that fresh well of the Holy Spirit that will sustain us as a race. I, Father God, I thank you for the power of your Holy Spirit. I thank you for the power of your word that brings life. I praise you, God, that you are the one that sustains us. You come with your Holy Spirit and you pour that life upon your people now. And I pray by faith as they take that step of faith, they dig their own well of salvation and find that it's true. There is plenty of resource. There is plenty of supply that you never run dry, that you are faithful the same yesterday, today and forever and you will pour in them this life that comes from your Holy Spirit, salvation that comes from you alone that will sustain them, that will strengthen them us as a nation, God, that we can rebuild, that we can see Australia one for you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us. The Bayside Christian Church community aims to transform our city and beyond with the life and power of Jesus Christ. If you want to know more or just keep in touch, check us out at www.baysidechristianchurch.com.au or follow us on our social media sites at Bayside Christian Church.